Hello and welcome to the 150th edition of the Popcast, a joint production of the Goethe Institute and Bayern-Zwei's Zündfunk magazine since 2008. And we aim to celebrate this anniversary with a live concert on July the 9th by Chisser and Bernadette Lahengst at the Habibi Kiosk in the Munich Kammerspieler Theatre. It's going to be streamed on the Goethe Institute's Instagram channel and the YouTube channel of the Kammerspieler. And for this special Jubilee edition of the Popcast, we've handpicked another five outstanding recent albums from Germany by a highly diverse lineup of musical artists, namely Fele Kuti, Tuva Band, Malgruber, Stimming, and for starters, Sophia Kennedy.
That was Orange Tic Tac, a song by Baltimore-born, Hamburg-based Sophia Kennedy. Orange Tic Tac switches elegantly back and forth between ominous rap passages and radiantly bright Sinatra-style crooning, all of which is rather comically over the top. The song is inspired by the orange and red images of the terrible forest fires in 2020. DJ Kotze, who released Kennedy's debut album, sent her a video of the fires in Sydney, Australia, when he was DJing at the Opera House there as thick clouds of smoke hung over the harbour. You can really tell from the video to Orange Tic Tac that Sophia Kennedy isn't just an incredibly versatile singer, musician and producer, she's also a superb actress who loves cinematic staging and who knows how to use it just right. After all, she studied film and knows the allure of transformation and glamour. We've already showcased her, along with Helena Ratka as Sharivari, here on the podcast. Monsters, her second solo album, was again co-produced by her partner Mensa Rems, a member of the Goldene Zitronen. Kennengelernt haben wir uns natürlich Hamburger Story, klassische Hamburger Story im Golden Poodle Club. We met many years ago. It's a classic Hamburg story at the Golden Poodle Club. Yes, very late one night in 2013, I think. No, 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 2011. But we've been together since 2013. Whatever. An old married couple. At first we deliberately decided against it, because there's a certain risk in being so tight as a couple and then making music together. But we were once in Rome for New Year's Eve, because Mensa was supposed to play a gig there with the Vögel. Unfortunately, the gig was cancelled, so we went out to dinner. And then you said, let's make a really great pop album. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Lass uns doch ein richtig tolles Pop album machen. Und dann war ich so, yeah, okay, let's do it. And that's precisely what Monsters is, a fantastic pop album, with darkly glittering music theatre style melodies, vaudeville and R&B influences, and a production rooted in Hamburg Electronica. A unique contrast, that's probably what's so fascinating about this grandiose album. Sophia Kennedy and Mensa Renz talked about the production of Monsters. Da ist Mensa natürlich handwerklich Meilen weiter als ich, aber ich sehe mich schon auch als Teil der Produktionsebene. Naturally, Mensa is miles ahead of me in terms of craftsmanship, but I do see myself as being part of the production side too. This whole world of sound, the snipped stuff, was actually already there. So we already knew where it was all heading. You also use Abletone on the computer. I put together a solo album in 2003, and now at our advanced age, we've been thinking that Sophia could produce me. Sure, I'd like to think I could produce Mensa Renz. Of course, I'm not as good a producer as he is, but maybe I could write one of those pretty Frank Sinatra numbers for him, with arrangements for strings and electronica. I could write a Frank Sinatra stück under the handle Fehler Kuti, Julian Warner, a musician, dramaturge and cultural anthropologist from Munich, came out with his first album Schland is the Place for Me in 2019. It made quite a splash. Its aim was to expose racist structures using experimental means. Fehler Kuti got support on his debut from Tobias Siegert and Markus Acher. A follow-up album called Professional People is out now. Professional help from professional people. 
rational people. Sie halfen mir bei der Geburt, in der Schule, auf dem Spielplatz, auf dem Friedhof beim Kiffen, als ich nicht mehr weiter wusste, als ich durch eine Prüfung fiel. Sie gaben mir einen Namen. Ich höre auf diesen Namen. Sag deinen Namen. Say your name. No help from professional people. You better call help. Cause we're professional people Ich heiße Fela Kuti Mein Name ist Fela Kuti Schon mal gehört? Das ist der Name, den Sie mir gaben Fela Kuti Ich buchstabiere Professional People is another political manifesto by Fela Kuti, again with help from Tobias Siegert and several members of the No Twist Band. The album is a call for more empathy and solidarity towards members of the Kurdish, Turkish, Bulgarian and Bosnian immigrant communities, among others. Julian Warner talks about the album's core issues. Die Platte ist in erster Linie eine Auseinandersetzung mit mir selbst und mit The record is primarily a critical look at myself and my work over the past few years, at my career, or making it into the cultural establishment under this dispositive of participation or postcolonial, decolonial or anti-racist inclusiveness. Und ich denke, es And ist wichtig, I think it's important that those of us who've made it, only thanks to the dispositive of anti-racism or inclusiveness, that we express this critique of identity politics instead of leaving it to the Wagenknechts, Stiegemanns or AfD. No, we've got to do it ourselves and in a dialectic, knowing full well that we're only here thanks to this policy of recognition. Wir müssen das nämlich machen in dem Wissen darum, dass wir nur hier sind, wegen dieser Anerkennungspolitik. And yet, Professional People is not an angry protest, but an album of rather gently swinging music. Filo Kuti and his fellow musicians exercise restraint. The drums are quiet, the brass and synths gently lulling with their hypnotic melodies until lines like, Munich Central is a dangerous place, we need more guns to keep you safe, abruptly brings us back down to the hard ground of reality. Several songs on professional people are mostly instrumental. The music grooves without any agitation, keeping its cool. The drums and other percussion instruments, the tuba and trumpet, steel pan and electronic instruments, they're all familiar with jazz and kraut rock, and they're all into experimenting. On many of the tracks, only the title carries a message. 
The track Soziokultur is a case in point. Ich halte den Begriff der Soziokultur für die wahrscheinlich wichtigste kunst- und kulturpolitische Innovation der Nachkriegszeit. I think the concept of socio-culture is probably the most important innovation in post-war art and culture policy. And I consider all institutions whose functioning is based on an idea of socio-culture, whether they be youth centers, social-cultural centers or community centers, to be the most vital cultural assets we have. Popkulturellen, progressiven Innovationen I think most progressive innovations in pop culture would be inconceivable without such institutions. Which is why I feel that it's wrong for socio-culture to have this stale air of social democracy about it. The track is called Soziokultur because it tootles on and on. Though every now and then you wonder, is this Arab music now? Then what is it? It keeps tootling on like that. To my mind, this is emblematic of good socio-culture, which isn't product-oriented, but leaves room for things to just keep tootling along for the time being, which is an ultra-precious good in our current age of late capitalism. Produktorientiert, sondern die lässt den Raum, dass es erstmal einfach so dahin gehen darf. Und das ist in unserer jetzigen spätkapitalistischen ähm, Zeit ein ultra hohes Gut. this Spargel or Asparagus on the track we've just heard. In every city, in every Aldi, the blood of my brothers and sisters taints your Spargel. Ich fand es äh, erschreckend ähm, oder fast ekelerregend, wie äh, während der Corona-Pandemie über die Spargelernte ähm, diskutiert wurde. I found it horrifying, almost nauseating, the way people talked about the asparagus harvest during the COVID pandemic, how the shortage of farmhands was suddenly discussed in terms of solidarity. I asked myself, where's the solidarity when we talk about the wretched working conditions for these mostly Romanian or generally Eastern European asparagus pickers? Where is the solidarity when we talk about their housing their oppressive quasi-slave labor contracts? Where is our solidarity when we talk about the absence of health insurance? The asparagus harvest goes to show there's a gross division of European society between those who consume asparagus and those who pick it. And now for the soylent green moment, so to speak, in this whole debate. Every now and then, maybe even most of the time, it's the same people going to Aldi to buy the asparagus they picked themselves. Denjenigen, die den Spargel ernten. Und jetzt kommt sozusagen der soylent green Moment in dieser ganzen Debatte. Nämlich, das ist ab und an, oder vielleicht sogar in den meisten Fällen, sind das dieselben Menschen. Denn wir kaufen den Spargel dann bei Aldi. 
Fela Kuti's illusion is to Soylent Green, the 1973 dystopian sci-fi flick about food shortages, among other things, in the year 2022. Which ties into our next featured artist, Duva Helum Marshhäuser, who is partial to the David Lynch series Twin Peaks. More about that in a moment. I don't mind. 
Norwegian singer-songwriter Tuva Helm Marshhäuser has been based in Berlin for some time now and, under the handle Tuva Band, recently released a very atmospheric album called Growing Pains and Pleasures. The album is about change, including personal changes which could maybe feel similar to the ones teenagers experience, which is called Growing Pains, or at least... This is an expression in Norwegian, but I'm not sure this is a thing in German. And uh, I thought the title Growing Pains without the pleasure would sound very negative, especially because change is often necessary and sometimes gives a good end result. And uh, I guess the feelings on this album is filled with contrasts and I'm filled with contrasts and my music is filled with contrasts. And I really think we need some darkness from time to time to be able to see light and be really, really, really happy. So the title just seemed perfect. Growing Pains and Pleasures is floating elfin folk with a touch of post-rock. Tuvaban's somnambulistic and highly emotional songs delve into the depths of our souls, addressing subjects like separation, loneliness and isolation. One of the songs is called Post-Isolation. I wrote this song many months before Corona about the experiences I had each time I came out of my uh, cave or <laughs> bedroom studio, out of the isolation I chose because I was staying inside most of the time. So the song is about like the aftermath of isolation. Overwhelming it can feel to see people and being outside again. And I guess I was kind of filled with a very small or tiny but constant feeling of fear and being nervous around people and just, just being outside. And so I, I did realize that it's not good to be too isolated over time. It really does something to the mind, probably changing some levels inside the brain or body. Yeah, so I was really ready to be social after finishing my album when lockdown started. So I was kind of disappointed, <laughs> of course, like everyone else. But yeah, but then I also realized I should just make another album and I'm happy I, I at least had something to do during lockdown. And I did meet a few people regularly, which was I think was important to me. So what about the Twin Peaks connection? Well, the new Tuva Band album includes the song entitled Annie Blackburn, the Twin Peaks character whom Marshhäuser finds most fascinating and with whom she even identifies. Not to mention the fact that the style of Growing Pains and Pleasures could be aptly described in terms of that mysterious Twin Peaks flair. On this 150th podcast by the Goethe Institute and Bayern 2's Zinfunk magazine, let's cut to a musician who's played with almost as many bands, Jens Rachurt.
Angeschissen, das Moor, Blumen am Arsch der Hülle, Dackelblut, Kommando Sonnenmilch, Oma Hans, Alte Sau, Rattengold. These are just some of the legendary bands featuring a legendary exponent of the German punk scene. Jens Rachut. His latest band, together with Markus Brentgartner and Frank Otto, are called Malgruppe. Rachut now lives out in the woods, 40 kilometers from Hamburg, and lets wild boar root up his yard. But even after decades at the mic, he still doesn't sound the least bit quiet on this new album. On the contrary, it's a work of uncompromising, electronically undergirded noise punk. As on the song October, for instance, when Rachut fires off a poignant rant about a bad case of writer's block. Or the surprising Kaktin Verblühenni, meaning cactuses never wither, featuring the late great Françoise Cactus, who sadly died long before her time, in a duet with Rachut. The song is about her youth in Burgundy. If you associate the name Stimming with warm, melancholy techno grooves, you're in for a whole new side to the Hamburg native on Ludwig, because after Alpe Lucia, an album he put together in a hut up in the Dolomites, Ludwig, which is Stimming's second son's middle name, takes it to the next level. Ludwig dispenses with the functional bass drum and takes the music out of the club and into what smacks of quasi-classical electronica. Ludwig is a highly experimental album, chock-a-block with little musical ideas, playfully jazzy, intricate and varied, featuring analogue instruments, Balbina's vocals and, as so often in Stimming's music, very significant field recordings such as the buzzing of bees. He spent a whole day recording a bee colony and worked it into a track called The Hive, quote, to reflect the dissonance between man-made progress and the course of nature, unquote, explains Martin Stimming. Mein Vater ist Imker. Daher hatte ich sehr direkten Zugriff auf ein Bienenvolk. My father is a beekeeper, so I had very direct access to a bee colony. The fact that we have a problem with our way of life, 
Now I'm getting political here. It's clear to people who are reasonably woke anyway. If I use bees and give them such a prominent place, it's obviously a sign that I realize this, that we have to be aware of this, that we've got to change. And I'm very confident that it's going to work out. And on this vote of confidence for the future, let's wind down our 150th podcast. This is Dynamite Dave Creedon signing off on the English version of Angie Portman Show and looking forward to Ralph Summers' August podcast. <laughs>